How's it going, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Ruinations of Red Rum. Today, it is I, Ian, the ghost of Ian, the... I was going to just blatantly say the name of the game we're uh, covering today, but the 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 apartment ghost of the Ruminations Radio Network. Um, I probably should have saved that for the last. That would have been amazing. I'm you all over the place right now. now. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm here with one other person. It is a duo episode today. The founder, Kyle. With a K. Number two in our pencils, number one in our hearts. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. I'm just excited that we're here to talk about Ghost of Mars, the John Carpenter flick yes. that we've all been waiting for. Uh, we're not covering Ghost of Mars. I'm doing good. It's been a minute since we've recorded. The audience doesn't know that, though. The audience thinks that we've been gone for just like seven days. Seven whole days. Seven whole days. But in reality, it's been three and a half years. So we just have all these episodes backed up for you guys. Mm-hmm. We recorded this seven years ago. It's but insane. I'm doing good. Um, we're Barack doing... Obama is still president. Is he? <laughs> really? <laughs> um, I want to play a game. That's the episode we're doing today, oh, yeah. right? Sorry. Yeah. But I'm doing good. Um, talk to me. What's new in your life, Ian? New in my life, um, I watched Coraline in theaters again for the first time since um, I was 10 years old. How'd it go? It was amazing. It made me feel like I was 10 again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really wanted it to give me that feeling, and it did it. And uh, now I can confidently say that that is a 10 out of 10 personal film for me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got like a four point something on Letterboxd. I think it could be argued that it's a 10 out of 10 for a lot of people. I, uh, first saw that movie in theaters, so I mm-hmm. could say that I did it back in the day, but, um, I always like when theaters release older stuff back in the, to the theaters to not only give new people a chance to see it in theaters, but also, you know, to rekindle that nostalgia for people that love it, you know? Yeah. So that's good stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad it's... Um, your favorite movie of all time? Is that right? It, it might be. Uh, I'm, you know what I'm not a fan, though? Of, you know what I'm not a fan of, Kyle? What's that? Um, theaters releasing the Studio Ghibli films in theaters every single year. It doesn't make it special anymore. No, uh, you know what? It's not even every single year. I feel like they do it like every month. Yeah. Like every month I go to the theater, that little 20-minute thing clip they played before the movie it's like mm-hmm. this this month go to fathom events for Miyazaki's <laughs> number one greatest story ever told and it's like we've we've seen this a million times like yeah to your point they are beating Miyazaki's shit down to the ground and it used to be like you used to be cool liking the Miyazaki films and hey mm-hmm. look you still are cool if you like them but I'm just saying it's not as special anymore so it's unfortunate yeah, I don't like how I can comfortably plan out throughout the year every single Studio Ghibli film mm-hmm. and then do it the next year. That's, I think that's the problem. It's just not special anymore. But something that is special is, did you see the announcement of his new and last film? I did. And yeah. I've seen screenshots. What do you think? Uh, looks good. Looks yeah. really good. I'm very the, excited. Um, yeah, you, sh- you should be. I am, because I'm be. a, a pretty big Miyazaki fan. So. You, you can have him, Kyle. Yeah. That's your staple. You own him now. 
little Sophie, named after Hell's Moving Castle. Yeah, you named your dog after him. My little dog. But anyway, um, that's good. I'm glad you're doing good. You also went to a concert, is that right? Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm just jumping out of my comfort zone right now. Uh, haven't been to a concert in 15 years since Rascal Flatts 08. Um, that must have been a fucking hell of a time, though. It was. I'm pretty sure it, it had to be around the time that Cars came out. But, I mean, he had the bangers. Life is a highway. Me and my gang, what hurts the most? I mean, just fantastic. Just a fantastic time. Um, we did have to leave early due to my sister. Uh, she was super young at the time. And I guess she was having a fit or something, but um, had to leave early. Didn't have to leave early this time when I saw Incubus 2023, baby. So tell me, I mean, they must have, like, they had to have played Drive, right? They exited the stage. With Drive? Um, no. Right before, they, they just ended. They exited the stage. Uh, no Drive. They didn't play Drive? There was a 10-minute standing ovation. They came back out, Kyle. And they played drive. And they played drive. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. 10-minute standing ovation. It's almost like they planned for it. Yeah. No, it was on there. <laughs> it was We're not going to play our most popular song <laughs> that everybody came to see. But if we get a standing ovation at the end of it, maybe we'll come out and play the song that everybody came here to see. I don't know about that. I, j- just from this experience that you're telling me right now, I actually don't like Incubus anymore. I'm going to be real. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Incubus is good. I used to listen to them a lot back in the day. Back in the drive days. They were... Uh, that album in particular, I used to have on repeat a lot on my CD player. Yeah, that album came out when I was born, the year I was born. Yeah, I used to play it um, on my computer. I bought the CD. I used to play it on my Walkman with a CD. Yeah, yeah before MP3s, before the MP3. But guess what? When that MP3 player came out, that first mm-hmm. one, boop, baby, did I put that album on there as well? Um, but that's cool. Um, I've never seen them live. That's cool that you got to see them. Oh, yeah. And I got to see, um, well, I didn't know at the time, but uh, a woman called Paris Jackson, who is apparently Michael Jackson's daughter. Uh, she was one of the openers. She actually, was fantastic. I actually read that. Yeah. Um, I read that. Totally different music than Michael. She is like just a rock star and uh, more of their kind of vibe, uh, kind of like West. Like Cali Rock is what I would describe like Incubus. Got you. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. Good. Best night of my life. Uh, what about you, who did Cal? you? Who did you go with? Um, my girlfriend. My girlfriend. Nice. Does she like Incubus? She <laughs> she um likes Surfs Up, the Penguin surfing movie, and they play Drive in that um movie and that's what she that's that's what made her bring up the idea to say incubus and i already have been an incubus fan since childhood was like a frick yeah uh sign me up and we went so i'm doing pretty good um (laughs) (laughs) no shout out to ian's girlfriend that's cool uh, that movie actually rips, but um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, uh, 
God, there's this one fucking scene in that movie. Sorry, I'm go- I'm gonna derail us a little bit. You're now, referencing gonna... Surf Up right now. Yes, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. was, I mean, you brought it up. I didn't bring it up, but um, the part where that 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 sea urchin is like stepping on me that fool was dancing on me right here here, here. and he's like he's pointing all of his little things that are broken shit cracked me up every time when i would watch it it still does make me laugh so shout out surf's up um but i've been doing pretty good um i watched snow white and seven dwarfs the new one no 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 i heard they're making a new one though i watched the original because for the first time no, no, come, no. On. come on. I was uh, so we're planning a vacation in October and we were um, planning on going to Disneyland, California Adventure, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna like, uh, oh, and I was gonna start a Kingdom Hearts run, but I was uh, going to just rewatch like the big hitters for Disney going back from like the 30s onward, which I didn't yeah. know Snow White was a 30s movie, dude. That animation holds up so well. Like, growing up as a kid, when I would watch it in the 90s, I just assumed, because I had, like, a little kid peanut brain at that time, <laughs> I just assumed that the movie was, like, an 80s movie or, like, a 70s movie because, like, the animation looks good. And, yeah. I, like, and like, I was watching it now, and I was like, dude, this looks, like, at, like, the earliest Snow White looks like a 60s, maybe a 50s tops, a 50s cartoon, maybe. But 37, 1937, I would have never have guessed that. Almost 100 um, years. And yeah. what's even more crazy is I, I'm pretty sure that's the first ever feature length animated film. It is. At least for Disney. I don't know, in, like in general, but I know it was for Disney. Um, but good movie. Good, good movie. Good I movie. liked it. It's a great movie, um, but yeah, I haven't been uh, doing a whole lot. Just working, playing games. The usual. Uh, usually, my weekends would consist of recording episodes, but it's been three and a half years since we've done one. So, seven. Just get into the swing of this, and I'm excited to talk about this game that uh, you forced me. I mean, you've uh, recommended me to play. Forced. Forced. Um. Well, then let's just jump right into it. Today we are talking about the 2019, uh, is it a Steam exclusive? It's not on any console, that's for sure. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. Steam exclusive, you heard it from Kyle's mouth. Uh, we are covering uh, stigmatized properties, stigmatized properties, um, and this is by the... Video game developers Chilla's art, like chinchilla, and their their uh, logo is a little chinchilla. Oh, hey, I didn't know that. It's pretty cute. Um, and there is pretty much no info on these developers except that they are a small independent video game company founded by two Japanese brothers, and they have over twenty games made, which is pretty impressive. Um, we are gonna go into first thoughts. Um. Uh, would you it's kind of hard to say ask would you buy a physical copy of a 45 minute video game but um let's say if it was on a collection uh would you buy it where'd you play it first thoughts initial thoughts full thoughts go i think that if they made 
a Switch version of this, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Just because there's something about a Switch horror case that just looks really good on the shelf. Like, mm-hmm. horror games and Switch cases are just, they look very fresh. It and feels naughty, doesn't it? it? It does. And just knowing that you could play it anytime, mm-hmm. uh, wherever you want, is just, is just uh, beautiful. But um, we're not promoting Switch here. We're not sponsored by Nintendo. <laughs> uh stigmatized properties i just uh finished it it was uh it was good it was very brief very short um but i think that once i play the rest of their games there's going to be like a theme and maybe like um i I could sense that there's probably going to be a lot of things that carry over between games uh that that kind of share a similar style of theirs that i'm looking forward to um I like the um, VHS CRT style uh, filter that they had over it. It made it look very like 90s Japanese camcorder mm-hmm. kind of uh, found footage, which I really enjoyed. The way they did the lighting and things like that to to play with the filter made it look um, actually really realistic for... for um, how low budget it was. I, I thought it looked really eerie, looked really cool. Um, and then I did get a new headset. So, uh, the headsets like got some pretty good audio on it. Um, and the, the audio in the game is very creepy. There was, there was a lot of these directional sounds. So like it, it would play in the left or the right ear, uh, really good sound effects. Um, there was a lot of things that were like heavily inspired from Silent Hill, especially, um, Silent Hill for the room in particular. There's a scene in this game where you have to like peek through a little hole in the wall and you do the same thing in Silent Hill 4 in the room that the the apartment room that you're trapped in. Mm. And you constantly go back to that hole and like things start to change and things start to get added and and even down to like the blood dripping from it. That that happened in Silent Hill 4 the room. I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but um I got very big Silent Hill 4 vibes from this game. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm looking to, uh, to explore, I'm looking forward to explore the whole like Chilla library of games. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was good. And it was only $3.99, I think. So like, it's, it's the perfect price point to have a little, you know, horror experience real quick. And, um, yeah, I'd like, uh, I, I can go on and on, but we, we can keep talking about it, but I, I guess I'll just end with I really like the art direction a lot in the game. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, you played another one of their games, right? No, I'm pretty sure this is the only one I've played. No, I think it was the like Night Shift game. I bought Night Shift. I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. Gotcha, but gotcha. is that a chilla game? It is. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, no, I... Uh, shout out to... Oh, God, I'm going to get her name wrong, but I'm going to look it up really quick. There's this... Um, there's this uh, influencer that I watch and she pretty much almost plays exclusively horror games and her name is Gab Smolders. Go check her out. Gab Smolders is an awesome streamer on YouTube. Um, I've discovered a lot of horror games because of her. Mm. She she plays the Chilla games. Um, so I I actually got um, introduced to the night shift through her and I bought it because I was watching her play it. Uh, 
she is like a huge Silent Hill fan and and just a survival horror enthusiast. But um, if you're really into like games like this, um, not to promote her or anything, but I just think she's a really cool creator and uh, she she will introduce you to a lot of this stuff. But this is not about her. But yeah, that's that's how I found out about the uh, the Chilla games. Dope, dope. That's your that's your plug. That's your horror game plug. Gab Smolders, check her out. Um, so this game, uh, I would love to buy I like a Chilla's art physical collection. I feel okay. like this these games are perfect for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Even if it was just like um three games per cartridge or disc, I feel like it would be perfect. Um, I was first introduced, uh, through just a, I was randomly perusing the steam library, the steam store library. And uh, I came across one of these games. I think it was called, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, what was it called? The convenience store. And it was like two ninety nine. I was like, sure. Okay. Horror game two ninety nine. Japanese, sign me up. Uh, bought it, played it. Quite intrigued. Liked the um, the art style. I liked how simple it was, but yet haunting. Um, so I bought some more. Uh, and then this was the second game that I played. And uh, of that single night, I played four uh, Chilla's art games. Um, and this one was the one that stood out to me the most. Uh, it had, I think, the most story. And it was more familiar to me through the pages because in Slenderman, you collect pages and then you, you know, that's how you get out. Um, but uh, I liked the, I liked how short it is. It's very short and sweet. And it has um, some pretty chilly moments um, but what I first want to go into is the sound design. The sound design is probably my favorite part of this game. It constantly sounds like there's something around you walking. at all times, mm-hmm. whether it be walking, someone biking, someone, uh, a car pulling up doors, clothing, closing something at all times is around you, but you're completely alone and deserted. It is quite an insane feeling. Uh, the atmosphere, it makes the atmosphere 10 times better, uh, in my opinion. Kyle, what'd you think of the sound design? I, I like it. A little. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked it. Uh, I, it gave you the impression that you were like just off the beaten path of somewhere like populated, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, like you were in an area that was like super isolated, but like right outside of it, right outside the other wall, there was like a busy street or there was like people around. So there was like something close to you, people close to you. But at the same time, it's almost like this place was hidden and didn't exist. It was like a really weird like play between those two things. Um, I really liked it though. Um, I thought that the sound design was super creepy uh they like i said they they played really well with the directional sounds of the headphones of uh depending on where you were facing you would hear that in the certain ear uh yeah i thought it was really creepy i think the only thing that was missing from this game was maybe some like eerie music but i don't know if that would have necessarily added to it because i think they wanted you to 
feel more like you were there and it's not like an experience, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, I even thought the voice acting was really, was really good. I really liked the main voice actress. Um, I thought she did really good and, uh, yeah, it was creepy. It, it was very natural. It didn't uh, sound like a puppet combo uh, voice acting. It wasn't not that uh, there's anything wrong with puppet combo <laughs> voice acting, but yes, I would say it was a little less uh, exaggerated than puppet combo for sure. Um, but yeah, no, the she, puppet combo uh, voice acting is so bad it's good. It's yeah, it, it's great. It's amazing. But this was definitely more grounded and realistic, and mm-hmm. uh, I think she did a good job. It wasn't like over the top, and it didn't sound like cheesy. It sounded like it sounded very natural, very good. I dug it. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Um, and b- back to what you said, it does feel very. Um, what's the word? Um, I'm drawing a complete blank on the freaking word I'm trying to think of right now. It's okay. I'm usually the one that does this on the episode, so <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of like it feels relishing like this moment now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're relishing. It. Yeah, like no, finally, someone finally, else is going through Alzheimer's. <laughs> finally, it's not me. So. Um, yeah, it feels like its own world. It feels like you're disappearing in this uh, haunted place. Um, so a stigmatized property is uh, is a, a property, whether it be a house or an apartment um, or a, a place like a facility that is um, has had something happen to it and therefore uh, is a deterrent for uh, people buying that certain place, whether it be murders or hauntings or something like that. So um, to go full force and say that this whole apartment is haunted is uh, was pretty cool. I like that for the story. Um, I like that it mentioned the neighbors and how uh, they just they just disappear. Like uh, um, we can go over the good ending. I think that has more story to it. But um, she is she this whole game she's going to her boyfriend's house to go visit him she's trying to find him uh she's searching throughout the entire apartment and the the complex um and she just can't find him and she picks up these uh these pages slowly finding more clues um and we find out that the boyfriend is has disappeared into the apartment complex sort of thing is that what what happened yeah yeah like, i guess you could say that yeah he uh i mean I, I, as you're piecing it together you're trying to find out like where he is and and where he went i don't think you know right away that it's that he's like almost trapped or you know he's mm-hmm. banished into another dimension from the, the the apartment complex but just going back to what you said about this stigmatized property um, there's kind of like a big thing in Japanese culture, right? Like with like, oh, yeah. the grudge and stuff and like how something can just like taint like a location or property and like there could be residual like anger and, you know, spirits that kind of stay in a location. Um, I think that's a really cool theme and, uh, I like how this game does that. I, I think I would have something I would have liked a little more. Uh, if they just had a little bit more time added 
was to maybe explore the neighbors' apartment rooms and mm -hmm. kind of piece together how they may have disappeared and maybe their lives prior to disappearing. I think that could have been cool uh, to add to it. Um, but it it does leave something to imagine on, you know, since you only know how the boyfriend kind of disappeared, it, it leaves parents. a little to wonder. Yeah, well, like it, like it leaves a little to wonder like how everybody else went too, right? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But I do like the theme of that. And uh, I know it's kind of a big thing in Japanese culture. And there's even added lore through the um, the back house. You click on the, I think it, uh, there's like a piece of paper on top of the the cubbies, mm -hmm. and it says you can't burn the place, you can't sell it. Um, P, the the cell phone reception goes out every time you try to call and try to get a sell or a sale on the uh, on the apartments. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was the. Uh... That was the owner of the property, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I'm so assuming he, that was him in w with his uh, when he was like facing away from the the window. Yeah, and he must be like he must appear like he must be kind of like a part of it, right? Like he must appear just to bring new souls in. And oh then, yeah. And Ooh. Then, and then like he's almost like a uh, like a siren that kind of draws people in. And then once they're in, like he goes back to being trapped in the other dimension. Damn. Um, so he's I, already, I, yeah, he's already gone. He's gone. Yeah. But he, you know, he, he gets a physical form to bring people in maybe. And then after that, he, he goes back, but he's trapped as well. He's one of them. And Damn. it seems like he kind of maybe discovered that prior to, to being taken. And so he was trying to, to stop it from happening. And then it was probably too late and he got taken. Oh my god. It's pretty cool. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Yeah. Um what was the deal with the girl um in the courtyard? When you go up and then the lights go out and she she does a scream. I don't know, it's very brief. Um it, I didn't get a great look at what the shadow was on the wall. Mhm. Mm it kind of looked like it was a woman like pushing a stroller or something. I, I couldn't really tell. It was very, very quick and very brief. I could be wrong about the oh. shadow, but, um, you know what, Kyle? Hmm. Um, I think the mom mentioned something about bringing a friend over. Oh, that could have been the friend. That could have been the friend. Yeah. That could have been the friend. And she got taken too, man. Holy Damn. shit. But Call yeah, I, Neeson. I like it. I like, I like the little environmental storytelling they had in this game. Yeah. And, uh, I thought it was a, a very, uh, it, it, it was very subtle but effective in, in kind of opening up your, your mind to the possibilities of what could have happened prior to you getting there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then another thing I wanted to go over was the graphics. Uh, they look fantastic. You went over it uh, in your initial review, but uh, the, what is it? A, a VRC? A VRC? <laughs> no, uh, it's a VCR. Oh, uh, a VCR, yeah. I play VHS tapes. Yeah. Holy but, uh, Zoomer moment. You've never I been more Zoomer know, in your life. I know what it's called, too. I know you uh, know. I know you have many of them VHSs, no. but uh, yeah. Um, just a fucking phony. You're a little, a little bit, but... You know, I thought okay. there was another name for the filter. I... 
CRT, a CRT. CRT, CRT. That's okay. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. CRT, those big ass tube televisions. Yes. I have one yes. sitting next to me right now that I play my uh, my retro consoles on. But um, yeah. So I'll say it again. I I loved it. I thought the art direction is very very cool. It reminds me of a '90s horror camcorder esque like found footage film. Uh, like something that. You, you you young kids won't remember this, but back in the day, your old pop or your you, you know your mom or pop, you'd be your birthday party, right? And they'd have that camcorder strapped on their shoulder mm-hmm. with a VHS tape inside of it, and they'd pop it in and out, and they'd record. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that, and uh, it has that kind of filter on it, and I like it a lot. And uh, I think it added to the overall like, uh, um. Just the overall like aesthetic spookiness of the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it doesn't say like what year this takes place in, mm-hmm. but it, it gives you that nineties vibe just based off the filters and stuff. But I thought That's it was cool. very it cool. Very cool. And uh it's the same with their other games. Uh a lot of their other stuff, they have that filter. Um, but at the same time, they have uh, underneath that filter like amazing graphics, like their buildings and their uh like other um details that they have look fantastic they're super detailed and it looks real uh during some moments and like some angles yeah they use from from what i can tell they might use like stock images of things mm-hmm. and uh like put them inside kind of like a pre-rendered kind of stock photos of stuff like the buildings and stuff in the backgrounds and it makes it like it adds to it. It makes it look really, really good. Yeah. Uh, like the characters as well. Like uh, if you get the bad ending and you see the, uh, the, the mom and the, and the son, uh, they look really cool, but you could tell that they're pretty much one dimensional or maybe two dimensional. I mean, uh, it's like, if you got onto the other side of it, I think it'd be flat. Like, I don't think they're actual like 3d figures built um but yeah, I think, it looks like um uh you took a photograph of those people like and then an you image. cut them out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Th- that's what i mean by stock image yeah. um but i think it looks cool like it, it it doesn't detract from like the experience i think it actually adds to it mm-hmm. so especially for a 399 game you can't i mean we could sit here and be like yeah there wasn't any reflections in the mirrors that were probably you know, <laughs> yeah. but like it's a 399 game dude come on well, it's insane because there were reflections in the mirrors. Like the the mirrors looked insane, and right. uh, I was not expecting you to be able to uh, like open up certain doors, and then uh, especially the door in the bathroom. How that one opened that was, that seemed very uh, a little advanced for an uh, indie game like this. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think that's that's about it. Uh, for this game Kyle it's a 45 minute game yeah no I enjoyed this game I'm glad I played it I'm looking forward to exploring more of uh Chilla's games and I think that maybe um we could do a ranking of episode Ooh. play play all of them and do the top 10 Chillas you know what top 10 chinchillas you know what I'm top saying? 10 chinchillas <laughs> and there's a they have so many games and they're all super cheap they have yeah. a um a bundle on Steam and I've been waiting for it to go down a little bit, just a little, just just a tiny bit. Yeah, I think it was on thirty six. Like thirty six is the lowest I've seen it, and I was good to pull oh, the trigger on it, and it, then it literally went back up. So I yeah. missed, it. but I think it'll probably go on sale again. And when it does, I'll buy them because um, I'll play through all of them, and then we could have our official ruminations of Red Room ranking the chinchillas. 
I would love to do that. Even with um, puppet combo. I'd Ooh, love to do a ranking the puppet ranking. combos. Yeah. Imagine. God. I'm it, dude. I'm excited for ranking the chinchillas. If I'm being honest, because I think that the like they, I think <laughs> I think that it's gonna be like because they're all like really tight experiences, right? So it's gonna mm-hmm. be it's gonna be very like objective, yeah. like on 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 how we place our rankings, and I think like certain ones are gonna speak to us in different ways, and I'm I'm excited to kind of break that down. I think we need to figure out a way to get uh, Brendan on these things, but he just, uh, yeah he doesn't have a PC, so. Let's just get him a Steam Deck. That's I. I think that's just going to be the route that we might have to take. We just tell him to sell one of his consoles, maybe his PS Five, and then buy a Steam Deck. Yeah, he doesn't play the games anyway. You know, he doesn't play the games. So okay. unless it's that freaking minor game. Yeah, and he can put that on the, on the Steam Deck. So, um, well, he can. Are we? Are, are we? I think we got to rate it, right? Are we? We're ranking it. We're oh, rating it. No, we're rating it. Okay, okay. Uh, Ian, I want to hear your rating first. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, so my rating is based on the quality, mm-hmm. my enjoyment, mm-hmm. and um, the length of the game. I think, um, and that can speak for a long-ass game. Like, if it doesn't entertain me or if it has some, like, uh, rough moments uh, where I'm spending, like, five hours of my time just grinding or five hours of my time that are kind of feel like a waste. I'll talk in points, but you know what? This game was, uh, an, a really enjoyable time. Uh, I played this alone and, uh, I really like the graphics. I really like and appreciate this type of indie game. Um, and it's just two brothers. That's, uh, it's something to look up to. Uh, and I'm going to give it a four, Four stars with a heart out of five. Out of five, Just so people know. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. I thought it was really fun. Um. I play a lot of these games. They're kind of my uh, my cup of teas. Um. And yeah, this one delivered. Uh. It's a good, you know, quick but you know quality experience. I think that if you're into horror games and you have a couple bucks and you know a PC, you should play it for sure. Um, I'm looking to explore more of Chinchilla's games and uh, Chilla Arts. Sorry, <laughs> Chilla Arts game. I'm not going to correct you. It, it's it's funny to hear uh, Chinchilla. Chilla Arts games, and uh, is it Chill Arts or Chilla? It's Chilla's art games. Chilla's art games. I just wanted to get that right. Uh, yeah, I look forward to having our Chinchilla ranking episode, and I'm going to give this game a 3.5 with a heart. Sweet. And we will round that up. Fuck it. Or Fuck it. Or we can round it down. Well, I mean, what's the average? Uh, Is it 0. 0.6 or 0. 0.7? I don't have my phone on me right now. Here, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. You said heart? I said heart. Okay. Yeah. 3.5 plus 4 divided by 2. That's a 3.75. That's getting a roundup. That is getting a roundup. So the 20, this is an official red rum rating for the 2019 chillas art game stigmatized properties a four stars out of five with a jumping chinchilla as the heart well done gentlemen the people who made the game you guys did great 
Well done indeed. And then now is the portion of the episode where we are going to take the thickest, the milkiest, the slushiest piss break of our lives. I got actual shivers. And um, we're going to let you listen to another uh, uh, ad from one of our other podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. I got you. We'll be right back. And I do have to pee, so I'm going to take a real quick tingle. Very cool. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Welcome back folks um we are gonna hit you 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 thought it was a mini episode because it is a mini episode but we are also gonna do a what's in the box a game show where um the contestants guess the average letterbox score of a film that i am going to give a summary to if they are 0.3 points away from the average they get one point if they guess it on the dot they get two points they go on to the second round. If they guess the decade of the film, they get one point. And if they guess the exact year, they get another point. That's that's pretty good. That wasn't bad. It's better than me. So, Kyle, are you ready? See, whatever. Epic. And you have some for me. Just confirmation. Uh, I'll make one up. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I, I got one. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> All right, let us go. The girl is born. Five years have passed since the events of Sonico 3D. Akana is pregnant with a child with a child with her boyfriend, Takin Nori. However, Akana dies after giving birth to her daughter. When Takinori's sister Fukio, I love just saying all these Japanese names. It is amazing. Um, takes up the task of carrying or caring for Akina's daughter. The infamous curse video resurfaces during her investigation. Fukio learns about the legends of Sadako's daughter. Wow. Um, Got a lot I'm of gonna, names there. I'm going to go with a 3.1. Three point one, huh? Mm-hmm. Final answer. Yes, that is incorrect. This is sitting at a two point five. Oh, my original guess was going to be two points seven. Fuck, I should have stuck with it. Guess the decade. Uh, two thousands. You're going knots. I'm going knots. And you're shooting blanks, Kyle. This is the twenty thirteen. <laughs> Film Sadako 3D 2. This is the second one after Sadako 3D. Gotcha. Okay. Can't win them all, you know. Can't win them all. Are you ready? I am. To stop this mother takes one bad brother. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie is a Vietnam veteran who loses his arms and legs when he steps on a landmine but a brilliant surgeon is able to attach new limbs. 
Unfortunately, an insanely jealous assistant who has fallen in love with Eddie's fiance switches Eddie's DNA injections, transforming him into a gigantic killer. This is the most absurd summary I think you've ever said. <laughs> I'm going to go... Uh, fuck, this can't be good, right? This can't be good. 2.8. 2.8. That is incorrect. It is sitting at a 2.1. Oh. Guess the decade. You know, 2.8 was the highest I would have gone. And yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Guess the decade. This really could be anything. Could be 80s. It's screaming 80s. Um, But it also could be like, because of its rating, it could be a 2000s. I'm going to go 80s. Give me 80s. That is incorrect. It is the 1973 film directed by William A. Levy. It's Blackenstein. 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 That's what you're going to hit me with, huh? Yep. (laughs) Going into the final round, we are sitting at Kyle, zero, Ian, zero. See whatever. Some more Japanese names for you. Um, Ayaka Ichigo is a graduate student with an IQ of 200 who tries to investigate the strange deaths happening nationwide after people supposedly watched a curse video and her younger sister (laughs) also did the same out of curiosity. (laughs) Great. Um... (laughs) I'm going to say 3.0. 3.0. No, two, no, yeah, 3.0. 3.0. Final guess. Yeah. You have too much faith in this series, Kyle. This is sitting at a mm. 2.0. Guess the decade. I mean, it's got to be 2010s, right? Because it's a sequel to the, the last one? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> It is a sequel. 2010s. 2010s. Final answer. 2010s. No points awarded. Uh, This is the newest edition in the Ringu series. This is the 2022 film Sadako DX. They're still going, huh? Still going with those. Sadako DX. Gotcha. Oh, man. All right. Sadako DX, by the way. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I got you the first time. Um, <laughs> Deluxe. Well, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. The original classic. That's the tagline. The original classic. Okay. His name is Bubba. An intellectually disabled man is, is falsely okay. accused of attacking a young girl. Disguised as a scarecrow, he hides in a cornfield only to be hunted down and shot by four vigilante men. After they are acquitted due to lack of evidence, the men find themselves being stalked one by one. This is bad. This is real bad. It has to be like low twos. 2.0. 2.2. That is incorrect. Oh. It is at a 3.3. Yes. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Guess the decade. I thought there was a guaranteed point. Oh my gracious. Throwing curveballs today, man. Ain't no way. This is like, this has to be 80s. Is or 2000s. <laughs> you keep saying 80s or 2000s. I don't know. Because, I don't know, I just feel like a lot of shitty remakes. Well, this is the original. The original classic. Is it the original classic or is it a remake? I don't understand. It's the original classic. It's the original. Hit, hit me with 80s. That is correct. Oh. Guess the uh, year. It doesn't matter, but I'm going 86. It is the 1981 film directed by Frank D. Felita, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, which actually the cover and everything looks dope. I'm, I'm actually going to watch this film. It actually looks like it might be good. I'm looking at it right now. But that puts the year to date at Kyle 6, Brendan 10, Ian 9, coming up on Brendan. I'm coming on him. You're coming on something. And with that being said, <laughs> this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum. Uh, the stigmatized podcast of the Ruminations of Red Rum. Um, if you like what we're doing here, hit us up on literally anything that has a podcast. We are on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. Probably MySpace. We're on Transistor. We're on fucking literally, literally anything. We're on it all. I've been your host, Ian. Two E's. Ghost of Ian. And joining me, Kyle. Number two in our pencils. Number one in our hearts. Stay stigmatized, folks. <laughs> <laughs>